Welcome to Frank and Upfront. I'm your host, Mr. Franklin. A very special welcome to all of you who are joining me on this podcast. I hope you enjoy your stay here and that you find something of meaning and value in my message. This week's topic, pro-life versus pro-choice, the abortion conversation. Now, if you are catching this show on its release date, today is Sunday, May 1st, 2022. That means that this is the beginning of Child Month. Now, also in Child Month is Mother's Day. So for the month of May, we're going to be doing a theme of mother and child on this program. And to kick off, to, to kickstart the month of May, we'll be talking about abortion. A mother's right to choose whether or not she gets to have a baby. Whether or not she gets to go through with her pregnancy full term. Now, what is abortion? Abortion is a last resort for terminating an unwanted pregnancy. Abortion involves flushing the woman's womb of the underdeveloped fetus, the actual fetus. But the abortion can only be done before the end of the first trimester, before she's three months pregnant. Oh, by the way, people are getting that wrong. They are very inaccurate in in, in, in um, their use of the word fetus. And even I made that mistake a short while ago. So it's not fetus, it's embryo. Because in the first trimester, the baby is an embryo. Second and third trimester, by, by the beginning of the second trimester, the baby turns from an embryo into a fetus. So the abortion can only be done as far as I know, even though it's possible that with the advancement of modern science, medical science, uh, they're able to do it later now, but um, as far as, or at a later time for that matter, but as far as I know, perhaps it can be done after the end of the first trimester, but it's far riskier if it's done past the three-month mark. It is far less riskier for both the mother and the child if abortions are carried out during the first trimester, when the baby is still an embryo, when it's still not yet fully developed. So with that said, Um, abortions can only be carried out during the first trimester safely rather it can only be safely carried out during the first trimester and um, it involves using tools to kind of literally literally pull them Pull the embryo literally out of the womb. From the head downwards, pull it out. Out of the uterus and down the vagina and out of the body of the pregnant lady. As for what they do with the... And then they murder it. Oh yeah, they actually murder, murder, kill alive so what do they do with the embryonic materials that's been aborted your guess is as good as mine but there are a bunch of conspiracy theories out there that suggest that they put the aborted fecal tissues 
or fetal rather, not fecal, fetal. Aborted fetal or embryonic rather tissues into into baby formula, into your food, your sausage, your your um your 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 canned tuna. Anything that's grown up and that looks mashed out. Your ground tuna, your ground your canned sardines, your sausage. By the way, I don't like ground meat. I mean I like ground beef obviously. I like burgers and whatnot, but I don't like sausage. I don't like Frank Sophie and the sausage in the can. I never liked it. I, I don't like um, canned tuna and sardines and all those things either. I don't like them. And there must be a reason because now we are learning that there is a possibility that they are putting the aborted embryonic tissue into your, your sausage, your tuna, your sardines, your mackerel, your hot dog, all these things, right? And they're putting it in baby formula. And and they're even putting it in the so-called COVID vaccine, the one, the one that has the microchip. They, they, they also, it also has nanotechnology that's mixed up with aborted embryonic tissue. And they're also using the embryonic tissue as well to regenerate um, skin growth to aid in the regeneration of skin growth to stitch you up after surgery oh yes and they're using the embryos hearts and brains and all that to clone new people everybody who's not everybody who's walking around in the world today was naturally born. Some people are clones. You just don't know who's who. And because they're clones, they don't have souls. And you wonder why we have these psychopaths and these narcissists and these Machiavellian people. Hmm? You wonder why? Anyway, it, it all comes from abortion. Everybody was not naturally born. They were sold to a childless couple. They were given a mother and father, but that mother and father didn't conceive them naturally as we should be conceived. And because that child was adopted, the clone rather, because the clone was adopted, the parents can't love the child, or is it, sometimes you can, but nine times out of ten, the parents find it difficult to love a child that they, that, that they didn't produce with their own blood, or that didn't come from their blood lineage. So they end up abusing the child. So you have nurture versus nurture. No, yeah, I'm sorry. You have nature versus nurture. The nature is that the child was cloned. The nurture is the environment in which the child develops or develops um personality traits, character traits. The environment that is conducive for character traits. So, if the child is born without a soul, that's nature. I mean, well, no, it's not nature. <laughs> You're supposed to be born with a soul. But... We're going to use that word loosely for the context of this message. So A, he's born. A, we have the act of nature where he's born. He's born without a soul. 
and he's not born naturally, he's made. Oh, that's right, he's not born, he's made. Then we have the nurture of the environment that kind of um, hones in on his nature and fine-tunes it and develops his character. And if he already doesn't have a soul as it is and he was never born, he was made, it's very easy to turn him into a psychopath. So all you do is abuse him. He still has an ego regardless. So all you do is abuse him. And he internalizes that, 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 that pain on a different level than someone who does have a soul. And there you have your psychopath. Now, with all that said, is abortion morally righteous? And should the, the, the woman have the right to terminate an unwanted pregnancy? We'll take a break right here. When we come back, We'll be going into that topic further, and I hope you join me then. Keep it locked on FanCon up front. If you wish to advertise on FanCon up front, please email me at fancanupfrontpodcast.gmail.com. If you wish to donate to my channel, listener support is more than welcome at paypal.com slash frank and upfront. If you have a burning question or concern, Please email the Frank and Upfront Q&A blog at frankandupfrontpodcast.gmail.com and indicate whether you want a public or private response. Public response is free with a limit of 1,000 words and private response is $10 for every 500 words. Please inquire within today. Welcome back to Frank and Upfront. This week's topic, pro-life versus pro-choice, the abortion conversation. Now, on to the story. Should women be allowed to terminate an unwanted pregnancy? There are some who are in favor of abortion most notably the feminists and they're saying my body my choice my body my choice some of them are saying my pussy my choice basically the same thing right then you have the Christian conservative (laughs) Republicans in Congress who are saying it is morally corrupt and bankrupt you're a morally bankrupt person it's morally corrupt to um to take a life you're committing murder okay we have heard both sides here's now what i have to say both have a point of course me being an impartial journalist because i do have my um personal biases, but we're going to put those aside for now, and we're going to be very impartial in this one. Both have a choice. The Christian conservatives and the Republican Party have a choice. The GOP conservatives have a choice. Oh yeah, they call them the alt-rights. They have a choice. I mean, they are, they have a point, rather. They have a point. (laughs) They have a point. And they are, they, they are right, because 
you're taking a life, but then who are they to judge other people's choices? You don't know what they've been through. And they're not perfect either. Some of them are racist. And some of them believe in committing incest. Let me ask them a problem. Let me ask them a question. For those who have those worldviews, who happen to be a redneck, who happen to be a Christian conservative, who happen to be... Um, and all right there's a stereotype about your kind and if you believe in incest you will fuck your cousin or your sister right if when you do that for those of you who do that because the stereotype is not entirely true but for those of you who do that when you do that and you produce um, an, an, an offspring that's unnatural and he's in pain He's in pain because he wasn't supposed to be here and he's unnatural and he's born with all kind of birth effects. Would you believe that you should keep him alive in his misery? Or put him down like a rabid dog? Take him out of his misery. Euthanize him if you will. Take him out of his misery and euthanize him. Because what if the baby is born deficient? Keep him in his misery or take him out of his misery and give him a mercy killing? That's what euthanasia means. It means a mercy killing. Same as how you put on an old dog or a rabbit dog. Same thing. Right? So in the case of euthanasia, would you take him out of his misery? If he's in pain for having suffered... An unnatural birth? Hmm? Well, anyway, here's, here's where you're right now. I'm going to give you your right insofar as the potential of the unborn embryo. What if he goes up to be the next president? What if he goes up to be the doctor who cures cancer and Alzheimer's and diabetes? What if he is the soldier who starts a coup d'etat that brings an end to the world as we know it and destroys all of the things that have destroyed mankind, the religion, the money, the um, political system, the, all those things that have enslaved mankind? What if he changes the world by bringing an end to the old world? And that super soldier would have never been born if you had an abortion. You just never know the potential of the life that you're destroying when you have an abortion. That child could benefit you someday. You could be homeless on the street and that child that you aborted would have been alive to save you and get you off the streets and put you in this home and take care of you. The stone that the builder refuses will be the head cornerstone. The stone that the builder refuses will be the headstone. So think about that before you have an abortion. Think about, think about that before you are like, my body, my rules, my choice. Think about the life that you're destroying and the impact that life could have on this world. And at the same time, however, you could also be aborting the next Adolf Hitler, the next mass murderer, the next um, Ted Bundy, the next David Koresh. You don't know what that life will turn out to be. If you know you truly can't provide for that life, and you know that you'll end up abusing that life and turn him into a monster, then yes, take him out of his misery. Have the abortion. 
But if you know you're going to provide that child with nothing but love, or you will try to anyway, even though things will be tough at first, then think twice before having the abortion because he could be the next doctor or who cures cancer and all the other incurable diseases, the diabetes, the hypertension, the Alzheimer's, the dementia, all those incurable diseases, he could be the next doctor, brilliant doctor who cures those things. He could be a brilliant lawyer, a brilliant politician, legislator, legislate, legislator rather, who will rewrite the, the laws of this country. You don't know, he could go right or left, it depends on you and your parenting. And even so, you could be the best parent and if that child was born a monster, you find a way to disobey you and become a monster. So we just don't know. So with that said, for those who are talking about my body, my rules, my choice, the feminists, you have a point, you're right. It is your body, it is your right and your rules. I cannot tell you what to do with your own bodies. You are right. But consider consider the fearness. Consider being fear. Many of you are not fear. You think only about yourselves. It is you you feel as though it is your right. You feel as though it is your right to have an abortion because it is your body and your rules. Yet and still, when it, when it comes to the father signing away his parental rights because he wasn't ready to be a father yet, so all of a sudden, no, it wasn't his perm, his choice. It's your body, your choice when it comes to having the abortion and dropping the ball on your parental responsibility. But it wasn't his sperm, his choice. Many of you the man didn't want to be a father. You lied about being on the pill and even when he did not believe you when he used a condom regardless you went dumpster diving, found the condom, and got yourself pregnant. You know, for those of you who do that, you're nasty. Many of you have the mentality, God made dirt, dirt don't hurt. We talk about that already on previous programs. The, the people who are not fussy, they say that we are fussy, and they're not fussy, and they go dig up the trash, to find a condom, to make herself get pregnant. And then she won't love the child when he's born. She won't love the child because all she's seeing him as is dumpster baby. In her mind, all she can think is, you, dumpster baby, you're just a pawn piece to me to, to, to take your father's money and make his life a living hell. You're nothing to me. And then ultimately now, at some point, she tell him in front of all of his friends that he was an accident or that she dig into the trash and found his father's used condom and made herself get pregnant. She may be, and if she want to be really wicked and cruel, she might tell him that on his birthday in front of all of his, his friends to put him down because she never loved him. He was a pompies. Because anybody who does that, how could you love that child? He's a pawn piece to you. How could you ever love him? So you're not above telling him these things. To hurt him and to cause him psychological damage and stress to ruin his life. You're not above doing that. So... But, you know, for those of you who do that, as I was saying before, you are nasty. And what should happen to you when you do that, 
And seeing as how we don't know how wicked you are and how you could never love that child because to you he's a pawn, you know what should happen to you when you do that? You should confuse your boyfriend's condoms with that of an HIV-positive homeless man, and you should get yourself pregnant with his baby instead. How about that? Oh, that's right. The baby will come here and suffer because he'll be born with HIV, but maybe he gets lucky and he's not. I don't know. With, 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 with all things, all things are possible when dealing with God. So maybe he's just lucky and he's end, he ends up not being born with HIV, but then you might contract HIV. Yeah, uh, but, but how would that happen though? I hope your boyfriend actually, when you fall asleep, I hope he takes the trash out of the house and make you have to dig deeper to find the, the condom. And so now you go in the outside dumpster and you find two of them. And you get them confused and you end up using the one that belonged to the man who was HIV positive. And you end up contracting HIV instead. And that would be your karma because you're nasty. You're nasty. You will go that far? Not only are you wicked, you're also fucking nasty. You will really go that far? And there are people out there in the world who would do that for real. So anyway, it's your body, your choice, but he doesn't get to celebrate his parental right. It's all about you, right? You only think about yourself. Never about the, the, the man whose life you're ruining. He's not, he's beyond your consideration. You wouldn't think, not even blink, not even once about him. What absolute selfishness. How selfish does one, could one person possibly be? So I'll tell you something very interesting. Fear is fear and I believe in fearness. I'm here to be impartial. It is your body, your choice. I agree with you. You're right. But the same as how you can get out of a pregnancy that you don't want, is the same way that the, the man can get out of fatherhood that he doesn't want by signing away his parental rights. Get him to sign away his parental right. No, um, allow him, if he so wishes, rather. If he so wishes, allow him to sign away his parental right without opposition. Do not call him a deadbeat because you can't get to exploit him for his money. If he doesn't want to be a father and you want to be a mother and he tells you that he doesn't want to be a father, respect that. Find somebody else who actually wants to be a father. Plenty of men out there want to be a father, but you don't want him to father your child. Find somebody who wants to be a father. and respect his wishes to not be a father. If the condom breaks by accident and there's a leak that could cause an accidental pregnancy, take the morning after pill.
or have an abortion or something, but respect his wishes to not be a father. If he offers to pay for the abortion or the morning after pill or something, So, um, and if you decide to go through the pregnancy, and he doesn't want to be a father, he's not either not ready yet, or he just doesn't want to, whatever it is, he shouldn't have to explain his reasons. If he just doesn't want to be a father, that's that should be good enough for you to be a decent human being and allow him to sign away his parental rights in court so he either so that he A doesn't have to be financially responsible and B he doesn't have to be emotionally responsible either and he would sign away his visitation rights that means he can't show up at graduations or weddings or anything else that's going on in the child's life throughout the course of his life he, and if a child should become a, a, a billionaire if he signs for the NBA and becomes a, a, a billionaire and starts a business, he can't claim that either because he didn't want the child in the first place. And I think that's fear. He needs to be okay with not being a part of any of the child's success in life. If he signs a raised parental rights, I think that's fear. If the child happens to be of a, of a, of, um, happens to be of a forgiving nature naturally, and the child invites the father to be a part of his success story, and the father wishes, or are, you know, or that the father is too prideful and doesn't want to, he wants to support the child when he's fully grown and when he's ready for, ready to be a father. But for whatever the reason, the father feels like, I don't belong here, son. I wasn't there for you. But the child insists because he is naturally of a forgiving nature. Under those circumstances, if the, if the child insists and naturally and, and you know wants to forgive the father and involve him in his life because he's naturally forgiving by nature, then lucky you, I guess, right? But he otherwise has no claim. anything that the child prospers and achieves in life because he's handed away his parental rights and that's fear and he needs to be willing to be okay with that the problem is when he tries to force his way into a life that he didn't want in the first place after signing away his parental rights when he wants to reap all the benefit of the work and he wasn't invited to anything and he want to force himself to feel entitled that he belongs there somehow. That's different. That's a wicked mentality to have. It is... Uh, I'm a daddy regardless, you owe me regardless. Entitled mentality. That's wicked. That's not okay. But... If he's invited to be a part of the child's adult life, regardless of him signing a race parental rights, and the child insists on involving his birth father into his life, his, his um, biological father, I meant to say, in, into his, his life and involve him in his success story, then that's different. He's more than welcome to do that. But anyway, my original point, fathers... Uh, just as much, just as much have every right to abort fatherhood or his role in the child's life 
as a mother having a right to have an abortion because it's her body, her choice. So let's be fair. I am focused on fairness. Let's be fair here. Men are just as much capable of signing away his parental right to a child as the mother is capable of having an abortion because her body, her choice, her rules. But you, what you don't get to do, young lady, is to decide on the man's behalf whether or not he gets to be a daddy. You don't get to decide that. You don't get to decide that. You have to respect. You hear me? You have to respect the man's will. His will to not be a daddy. You have to respect his will to not be a father. You can't use your pregnancy to have power over the man and force him into fatherhood that he doesn't want. And you also can't use an abortion to deprive him of the child that he did want and was in fact ready for. You can't do that either. Both are bad. It's either you find somebody else who wants the same things that you want, who wants a child when you want a child, or who does not want a child when you don't want a child, or you respect, if you want to be a child and he happens to father a child, you respect and you, you allow the pregnancy to continue full term, you respect his will and you allow him to sign away his parental rights and you don't fight him on it. Allow him to. You want the child, so I'm assuming that you are capable of affording it. Money shouldn't be a problem for you. You're rich, right? You want the child. You talk like you're rich, so then own up to it. Who's going to take care of that child? Who's going to be responsible responsible for feeding it? Hmm? Sending it to school. Who? You want a child so bad, yet you can't afford one. But then you want the child, so you're talking like you're rich, so I'm going to assume that you are rich. So then you don't need the other half of the child's life to finance the child's life. Because you talk like a rich, so I'm assuming that money shouldn't be a problem for you. So why are you fighting him legally on his right to sign away his parental rights to the child? He should be just as much capable as having an out as you are capable of having an out. But it doesn't work that way in this system. Most judges will sympathize with their mother, the female, in the situation. Right? My body, my choice, yet you are not paying for abortions out of pocket. It's either you want the man to pay for it, which if he doesn't want the child and he's offered to pay for it, that's fine. But if he um, either want the child and you don't want the child, or none of you want the child but he can't afford an abortion, or he doesn't want to pay for it, you still think he should pay for it. And if he truly can't afford it, you go to a free clinic that's paid for by the tax dollars. And once again, who pays, who's of the, of the two genders? Whose money goes towards taxes more? Whose money goes more towards funding these free clinics? Free clinics are not free. They're paid for by the tax dollar. But by and large, men pay more taxes than women. And the reason why... is because, A, we get paid more money... Well, no, it's not significantly more. On average, it's only slightly more. 
feminists complain that there's a pay gap as if the pay gap was really huge, but it's not, it's not that big of a pay gap. It's only a minor pay gap. Some of these feminists who are complaining even get paid more than the men. But what really causes men to pay more taxes is that quite often, single mothers put their men on child support, but then the men can't claim the child as a dependent on his tax return. But the single mother who's getting his child support money can claim the child as a tax dependent and quite often does, so she gets a tax break and he doesn't. So he ends up paying more taxes than the mother does. So, and then that money now for the taxes that he pays more of ends up going towards funding the free clinics. So once again, you have men paying for her abortion, but it's her body, her choice though. So if it's, if it's your body, your choice, why are men paying for your abortion? Why is your, the man who got you pregnant paying for your abortion, which of course he should if he doesn't want the kid, but if he wants the kid and you don't want the kid, you still want him paying for it regardless. And if he doesn't want to pay for it or can't pay for it, you go to your daddy in Washington so he paid for it with the tax dollars of other men that other men pay so either way men are paying for your body your choice what kind of crap is that what kind of crap is that that's slackness right your body your choice so then pay for it out of pocket pay for your abortions out of pocket Pay for it yourself. Don't force men, whether directly or indirectly, to pay for your abortions. Whether directly through the man who got you pregnant, or indirectly through the government and taxes and all that and free clinics. Pay for your own abortion out of pocket. If it's your body, your choice, your rules, it should also be your money too, not mine. Or some other man's money. Take some responsibility. This is what I'm saying. You're not making sense. Everything can't be about you. It can't be your money, your choice, your rules, and then... I'm sorry. Your body, your choice, your rules, and then also as well, our money. So it's your body, your choice, your rules, but our money? What's yours is mine, but what's mine is mine? Or what's yours is ours, but what's mine is mine? How preposterous, how selfish, how narcissistic. It is the narcissistic element of these feminists and their abortion, my body, my choice, rhetoric, that kind of really makes abortion truly disgusting. I, my personal stance on abortion, me personally, I don't care. It is your body, your choice. I really don't care if you want to have an abortion. If you want to have an abortion, Go for it. But make sure that you're paying out of pocket and make sure that the man has an equal out as you have an out of a situation that is unfavorable for him. That's fair. Be fair. I want you to be fair. It can't be your body, your choice, your rules, but then our money to share. Everything can't be about you. No, it has to be, there has to be compromise. When there's another life involved, it has to, there has to be compromise. It's your body, your choice, your rules, your money to spend. Or you You compromise and you realize, you know what? The moment there's another life involved, it's not just about me either. It's about both of us and I have to be more considerate and I have to be more fair. I think that's fair and reasonable. So always consider
what the next person wants and don't make big executive decisions based on someone else's involvement in your life that could compromise the quality of life. But at the same time, however, we men have to be responsible in who we get pregnant. We have to be responsible in who, in, in who we get pregnant. And how we dispose of condoms. And even how we use condoms. Because if there's friction involved, condoms alone are not enough and they will break. So you have to apply lubrication to reduce the friction so condoms are less likely to break. Sometimes condoms just break. It, 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 it's just your luck of the joy. It just, it's just your time, I guess. It sucks. You do all the right things. You put the condom on properly and then you put lube and it still breaks. It's just your time, I guess. Or something. But us men have to be careful, by and large, to prevent unwanted pregnancies by being careful who we sleep with, how we sleep with them, and how we treat the condom that's being used to make sure it doesn't break during sex, and to dispose of the condom properly afterwards. Oh, by the way, you could sterilize a condom before tying up the loose end of it, wrapping it in toilet paper, and don't flush it, but throw it in the trash or take it in, put it in your pocket and take it home with you. If you're away from home, of course. And if you are home, then you can put it in the, in the trash, but then make sure you sterilize the condom first so that they, the sperm in the condom it can be used to make a baby. We have to take these precautionary measures. Oh, by the way, alcohol. If you're home and you have a bottle of rubbing alcohol in your um, medicine chest, put some rubbing alcohol in the condom that's been used, the used condom, to sterilize the sperm so it doesn't, it's not activated. Can't be used to make a baby. We have to go the extra mile because of the world that we're living in and we can't trust people. We have to go the extra mile to make sure that we don't, that we take care to make sure that we can't get pregnant, or that we can't, for that matter. We prevent pregnancies as much as possible. We do our part to prevent unwanted pregnancies, or to make sure that she can't um, use the power of my body, my choice, to drag us down a path. of unwanted fatherhood because many of these feminists so many of them they think that my body my choice is just about them and they think that because it's their body and because it is their choice it is also their power to choose for you whether or not you get to be a daddy and pay child support. Yay! Or, and because of that, they use it as a crutch, as a power trip, crutch over the man. So when you think about that, us men have to do our part to sterilize the used condom or something and keep it out of her hands that she can't use it to make a baby. Even though she could still use another man's condom and give you a jacket or something, or not even his condom, actually let him willfully and deliberately ejaculate inside of her during sex. And stick the baby on you as a jacket, and that, when, when that happens, that is paternity fraud. You should sue for paternity fraud when she does that. But um, far too many of these females are using my body, my choice as a power trip. 
they're not concerned so much about their own free will as they're concerned about using it to take away your free will and having power over you. It is a power trip over the man, not over her own free will for her own self-preservation, but as a power trip over the man to decide his fate for him. Which is why she won't allow her to sign away parental rights. Because if it wasn't about a power trip, you would have no opposition signing away parental, your parental rights for a child you don't want. But you do have opposition. So then there, therefore it is about a power trip. It is about having power over you. It is about putting you in a so-called place and showing you who's boss. And for that reason, you should not entertain that kind of mentality from her. The moment you see that that's who she is and that's what she's about, do not entertain her, disengage and find other means by which to fight her. She cannot decide your fate for you. What if you're not ready yet? What if you're still in college? What if you're still building a basis or something? And she comes over with this baby inconvenience bullshit to you. What then? She should not decide your fate for you. She don't get to sabotage your life because it will be had sex and it's her body, her choice. Which is why I'm saying, sterilize the used condom with rubbing alcohol. Or even bleach too, don't, yeah, bleach, shoot. Something that burns, something. I must have seen that recently in a Bit Chronicles video or something like that. <laughs> and you know they're right. Yeah, bleach, rubbing alcohol. Something that will A, sterilize the sperm in the condom so that it doesn't make a baby. Or, and also signals to you as well if she would do that, what kind of mindset she has as well. So you know who you're dealing with. Okay. Now with that said, pro-life or pro-choice? Which one am I? I am pro-choice but be fair about it because there are some situations in which pregnancies are truly, truly should be terminated. If the pregnancy becomes risky and will endanger the mother's life, she should have an abortion. No baby should be worth. You can have another baby if you want at some point. But no pregnancy should be worth you risking your life over. That's definitely one pro-choice argument. What if it's risk? What if it's risky? What if it's a risky pregnancy? What if it um It's gonna compromise her life? What if she could die? From, getting, from allowing the pregnancy to continue. Or, what if she gets raped? What if it's a rape baby? What if it's a trick baby? What if she's working? She's a working girl and her customer gets her pregnant. Or what if she gets, once again, if it's a rape baby? Um, those are unwanted pregnancies, right? What kind of life could you possibly provide for a trick baby or a rape baby? What kind of love could you possibly give to a child that was produced by a man who violated you and compromised your free will and took something that he had no right taking and took also your dignity along with it too in the case of a trick in, in the case of a rape baby of course let's not confuse the two um, um, matter of fact I shouldn't even be mentioning trick babies and rape babies in the same sentence because they're two different things but <clears throat> in the context of this program of this episode based on what I'm talking about I, I had no there's no easy way to do that 
so they got mentioned in the same sentence, but they're not the same. But the rate may be far, far worse. Because whereas with a customer, the prostitute is willing, she has a mindset where she's willing, and that's her job. With the rape, rape is far worse. I mean, with rape, it's far worse because that's unwanted contact. And he took her dignity and her and violated, her, violated her free will and took something that didn't belong to him. And what kind of love could she possibly give to a baby that was conceived by a man? That she conceived with a man who basically raped her and violated her? How could she love it? How could she possibly love it? So, in the case of rape, in the case where she's a working girl and she got pregnant on the job by accident, by a man who's a paying customer who she might never possibly see again, possibly never see again um it would be an or if her if it's a difficult pregnancy and the, the pregnancy is endangering her life then under those circumstances yes I would say poor choice is right but the, but then when when poor choice says my body my choice we know that what they're talking about is having a power trip over the man. We know that my body, my choice doesn't apply to his wallet, his choice, his sperm, his choice. We know it doesn't trans- translate to any of that. We know that already. So because we know it is an upper standard and it, it is a power trip, we don't take them. We don't take full choice very seriously. Yes, we know. I, I, I agree with a real poor choice that involves fairness. But because we know it's not fair and it doesn't, they don't consider his wallet his choice, his sperm his choice. We don't take pro-choice seriously, very seriously. We don't take my body, my choice and pro-choice very seriously. We don't take them seriously. We don't believe you. We don't believe you in the words of Patrick's watch. Shout out to Serpy. His catchphrase, we don't believe you. We don't believe you. <laughs> Right? Until pro-choice, which I do believe in, decides to be fair and balanced and consider the man's choice, pro-choice will otherwise not be taken seriously. I believe in pro-choice, but I don't take them seriously. Change up your rhetoric, change up your mindset and consider all angles. Now next week's show will be a very, very special, special episode. It is the 100th anniversary of, of the 100th episode of Frank and Upfront. And um, it will coincide with a Mother's Day episode. And on that show, I will be talking about the fact that Mother's Day is overrated and how not all mothers are cut out to be mothers. Not all mothers are very, very fit. For motherhood. And the episode might be titled something like Not all people blessed or not all mothers blessed with a womb should have their womb blessed. Something like that. Right? Not all mothers who are blessed with a womb deserves to have their womb blessed. 
I hope you join me then. I am Mr. Franklin. This has been Frank and Upfront. <laughs>